Welcome to episode 259 of the TruthQuest podcast, The Truth About Recycling. Before we get started, I want to invite you to visit truthquestshirtfactory.com and support the show by buying one of our thought-provoking shirts. The most recent addition to the collection is one that reads, I Refuse to Be a Useful Idiot, dedicated to the previous episode, number 258. All shirts are $30 and include shipping. Recently, I've seen stories here and there about various municipalities eliminating their recycling program, and it got me thinking about how for years I've been suspicious of recycling efforts. It has always smelled like bullshit to me for a couple of reasons. The language used to sell the idea is eerily similar to the language used to sell other left-wing boondoggles. You know what I mean. Recycling saves the planet, saves the trees, saves the earth from resource depletion. Kind of like saving democracy by fighting MAGA or saving grandma by taking the COVID jab. Plus, it's part of the man-made climate change global warming hoax agenda. I can't help it. I just It just smells like bullshit to me. And just like other left-wing boondoggles, simple opposition to the idea of recycling immediately draws the ire of others as they accuse you of not caring about the environment. Kind of like the COVID jab and lockdowns and mask mandates or enforcing the border or opposing perpetual and unconstitutional welfare programs or wanting to privatize or abolish the unconstitutional social security program or opposing unconstitutional socialized medicine schemes. What are you, an anti-vaxxer, a xenophobe, a rich, inconsiderate asshole? You don't want to take care of the poor and downtrodden? Do you hate old people? You want people to die? Speaking against these orthodoxies is almost like committing blasphemy. Political blasphemy. Here's the definition of political blasphemy that I came up with from episode 103, The Truth About Political Blasphemy. The act of questioning, insulting, demonstrating a lack of respect for, or contempt of, any little g gods as defined by the woke left-wing mob and professional virtue signalers. These include causes, movements, riots, beatings, crusades, struggles, protests, favored people, politicians, and or celebrities. Don't talk about the adverse effects of the COVID jab. Don't talk about the wide open southern border. Don't mention the dual justice system, the persecution and prosecution of all things Trump, while Biden and likely Obama committed dozens of counts of treason. Don't tell the truth about January 6th. Don't talk about voter fraud. Don't talk about the trillions of dollars printed over the last four years and the generation high inflation and the purposeful devaluation of the dollar that is devastating the low and middle class. Don't talk about the withdrawal from Afghanistan, the death and destruction left in its wake, the billions of dollars in equipment handed over to the Taliban, the control of a resource-rich country handed over to the Chinese. Don't talk about the lies, waste, and money resources and lives in regard to the war in Ukraine. And don't you dare talk about what a colossal waste of money recycling likely is. The modern recycling craze originated back in 1987 with a barge full of trash called Mobro 4000 as it meandered up and down the eastern seaboard looking for a place to dump its 3,000-ton load of New York trash. Alex Hutchinson wrote in Popular Mechanics, quote, It was refused at every port. By the time the spurred vessel returned to Long Island, still ferrying its feuded cargo, it became the poster child for what was trumpeted as a national crisis, dwindling landfill space. 
Faced with the scale of their own refuse, Americans took action. Nascent recycling programs blossomed into major operations. Municipalities invested in trucks for curbside pickup and in facilities to handle mountains of cast-off material. Kindergartners were taught the virtues of separating clean glass from green. Almost overnight, it seemed, recycling was embraced by the public as a kind of all-purpose absolution for our environmental sins, end quote. As with most left-wing pushed policies, it is sold to make people feel good, feel virtuous, despite wasting both money and resources. There is no examination of the cost or effectiveness of the programs. You know how it is with them. We must do something, anything, just do something. This line of thinking plays right into the hands and minds of the useful idiots in society who, unfortunately, make up a significant portion of the population. Check out the last episode, episode 258, for a deep dive into our friends and family who make up this useful idiot population. So for the last 30 plus years, we are sorting through what used to be called garbage, now called recyclables, all in order to participate in the eternal renewal of the Earth's resources. At least that's what we've been told. Fortunately for Western developed countries, China was willing for several decades to accept billions of tons of waste. The Chinese would deliver goods to developed countries and return to China with our garbage. I mean, our recyclables. They even paid for it. They then used their huge, eager workforce to transform whatever was, in truth, recyclables into materials for its industrial manufacturing construction industry. Unfortunately, that ended in 2018. Other countries such as Thailand and India have increased imports, but not in sufficient tonnage to alleviate the mounting costs cities are facing. China's involvement in our recycling made it easy. Just collect it, ship it, and get paid. No need to look at the economics of the policy. No need to evaluate the environmental impact. The sad truth is that somewhere between 30 and 50% of what is shipped out of the developed economies to be recycled was or is actually burned or dumped into landfills and in the oceans of Southeast Asia, where it has become a major cause and poster child of environmentalists. We've seen islands of trash sometimes, or a sea of floating plastic waste. Talk about an environmental hazard. Another sad truth is that around 25% of everything consumers put into recycling bins cannot possibly be recycled by the programs that collect them. So that's a big waste of time, money, manpower, and resources, wouldn't you say? So let's, as dispassionately as possible, look at recycling from an economic and environmental perspective. Michael Munger of the American Institute for Economic Research says that for recycling to be a socially commendable activity, it has to pass one of two tests, the profit test or the net environmental savings test. If something passes the profit test, it's likely already being done. For example, people already recycle gold and other commodities without being told to do so by some government entity. He goes on to point out the difference between a commodity and garbage. One is valuable and people pay you for it, and the other you have to pay someone else to take it. When China was taking all of our recyclables, you could call our garbage a commodity. Now, it's back to being garbage, and we must examine the costs and benefits like grown-ups and stop being a bunch of pansies and talking about our feelings and Mother Earth. Lawrence Reed wrote in 1995 about the growing fad back then of recycling that was being pursued by state and local governments with, quote, a religious-like fervor, end quote. Here's a more expansive quote from him. 
The fact is that sometimes recycling makes sense and sometimes it doesn't. In the legislative rush to pass recycling mandates, state and local governments should pause to consider the science and the economics of every proposition. Often, bad ideas are worse than none at all and can produce lasting damage if they are enshrined in law. Simply demanding that something be recycled can be disruptive of markets, and it does not guarantee that recycling that makes either economic or environmental sense will ever occur. He goes on to say the claim that we're running out of trees is a fiction older than most of the trees alive today. The truth is that the total area of forest land in the continental United States is about the same as it was 75 years ago, 600 million acres. There are far more trees because of greater tree density per acre. Are you aware of that fact? How counterintuitive is it? The fact of the matter is, recycling doesn't really happen unless all that plastic, glass, paper, and metal is turned into new, useful products that are actually in demand in the marketplace. And unfortunately, quite often, more energy and resources are spent than saved in the process of recycling. So let's look at the economics of recycling. As anyone knows, it's labor, capital, and equipment intensive, and seems to produce no discernible economic benefit. Large cities like New York City could save hundreds of millions of dollars a year if they ended their recycling program. They could put that money towards room and board for all the illegal immigrants that have shown up there given their claim to be a sanctuary city. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. According to the New York Times, in 2004, an analysis by New York's Independent Budget Office concluded that, quote, it costs anywhere from $34 to $48 a ton more to recycle material than to send it off to landfills and incinerators, end quote. John Lear, science director at the Heartland Institute and author of a handbook on environmental science, says, quote, there is not a community curbside recycling program in the United States that covers its costs, end quote. And according to a 2020 Manhattan Institute study in New York City, recycling a ton of plastic costs at least six times more than sending it to a landfill. So let's look at the landfill situation, shall we? The propaganda and gaslighting claims that we are running out of land for landfills and they are dangerous and pollute the water tables and leak shit into streams. We've been hearing that for decades from the alphabet soup conspiracy media. It's really no different than the Trump-Russia collusion hoax or Obama having a scandal-free administration or WMDs in Iraq or Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation or the COVID vaccines are safe and effective and stop the spread. Same gaslight and propaganda game, just a different day and a different flavor. Truth is, landfills are cheap, safe, and plentiful, and as we just discussed, putting garbage in landfills is often much cheaper than recycling. I know, I know, that's more political blasphemy. Let's explain some facts, though. John Thierry, who has been writing about recycling for decades, put it this way, quote, If you think of the United States as a football field, all the garbage that we will generate in the next 1,000 years would fit inside a tiny fraction of the one-inch line. Clark Wiseman, an economist at Gonzaga University in Washington, agrees. He calculated that if Americans kept generating garbage at the current rate for a thousand years, and if all their garbage is put in a landfill a hundred yards deep, by the end of the year 3000, this national garbage heap would fill a square piece of land 35 miles on each side. So a hundred yards deep, 35 miles wide on each side. That doesn't seem to be a huge imposition in a country the size of America. The millennial landfill would fit on one-tenth 
of 1% of the range land now available for grazing in the continental United States. But, but landfills are disgusting eyesores. Really? Do you know how many golf courses, parks, solar farms, and ski facilities have been built on top of landfills over the last 20 years? I couldn't find a good source for this number, but given what I did read, it's definitely in, well into the hundreds. I did read that there's some 70 golf courses built on landfills. Let's shift gears and look at the nuts and bolts of recycling. Here's what we know. You could argue that recycling paper or cardboard does save trees and recycling aluminum does save energy. But that's about it. The ugly truth, as we already mentioned, is that many recyclables sent to the recycling plants are never recycled. The worst, of course, is plastic. Oh, and consider this. Much of the heaviest material we want to recycle, and particularly glass, is chemically inert and will not decompose in landfills. In other words, landfilling glass does no environmental harm. Experts say, if you care about the environment, you should put your bottles and other glass in the regular garbage every time. Now, let's look a little bit closer at the plastic items. That, that seems to be the one thing that grabs everyone's attention. You'll often hear proponents of recycling and climate change argue that the much-aligned plastic water bottle will live in a landfill for centuries. How is that acceptable? But as is often the case with liberals, their analysis is one-dimensional. Okay, plastic bottles don't degrade. But do we care? Should we care? Have you considered how much pollution is generated by the trucks, equipment, and facilities that collect these bottles? How much energy does the recycling plant consume? What fumes does it emit into the atmosphere? And what does it all cost? I mean, if you're trying to save the planet, shouldn't all that be of some concern? Shouldn't we quantify these things rather than shouting down people who ask questions? In other words, there'd be less plastic polluting the seas if Americans toss their yogurt containers and water bottles into the trash so that the plastic can safely be buried at the nearest landfill, rather than shipped off to Thailand, where it might end up in the ocean. The truth is, plastic water bottles do not get recycled into new plastic water bottles. Unlike metal, which can be melted down and reused over and over and over again, plastic can, at most, only be recycled one time. Because the quality of recycled plastic is lower, virgin plastic pellets must be added to the recycled pellets to create a new plastic thing. And because of that, your water bottle, if recycled at all, will not get turned back into a new water bottle. Instead, it might become something like a non-recyclable carpet or a poly-cotton fabric such as fleece that's also non-recyclable. And you know all those big colored plastic containers that your laundry detergent comes in? They do not get recycled at all. Intense or dark colored plastic is difficult, if not impossible, to reuse. Think of mixing paint. The darker the paint is, the more difficult it is to change the color to a new color. Only white or natural plastics is of high enough value to bother putting it through the recycling process. Of all people, consider what Greenpeace has to say about recycling plastics. Here's an excerpt from a press release headlined, Plastic recycling is a dead-end street. Year after year, plastic recycling declines even as plastic waste increases. The report offers a wealth of statistics, and it reads in part, quote, Mechanical and chemical recycling of plastic waste has largely failed and will always fail because plastic waste is, one, extremely difficult to collect, 
two, virtually impossible to sort for recycling, three, environmentally harmful to reprocess, four, often made of and contaminated by toxic materials, and five, not economical to recycle. Now, of course, Greenpeace's solution is to eliminate plastic from their planet, but nonetheless, at least they told the truth about recycling the shit. To tie a bow on the economics of recycling, here's more from John Cheery. Quote, Believing that there was no more room in landfills, Americans concluded that recycling was their only option. Their intentions were good and their conclusions seemed plausible. Recycling does sometimes make sense, for some materials in some places at some times. But the simplest and cheapest option is usually to bury garbage in an environmentally safe landfill. And since there's no shortage of landfill space, the crisis of 1987 was a false alarm. There's no reason to make recycling a legal or moral imperative. He goes on, Mandating recycling programs offer mainly short-term benefits to a few groups. Politicians, public relation consultants, environmental organizations, waste handling corporations, while diverting money from genuine social and environmental problems. Recycling may be the most wasteful activity in modern America. A waste of time and money, a waste of human and natural resources. Americans became racked with garbage guilt. End quote. He also points out, if you rinse a plastic bottle in hot water, the net result is more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere than if you threw it in the garbage. And finally, here's another gem. Some of these rules are just so arbitrary and silly. It's simply a way for Greens and for some politicians to pretend that they're saving the planet. End quote. While the economics of recycling is fairly easy to determine, the environmental benefits are not. Popular Mechanics wrote an article not too long ago that included some analysis that I'm going to share with you. Quote, to resolve the environmental debate once and for all, experts have begun to conduct detailed life cycle analysis on recycled goods, calculating the energy consumed from the moment they're picked up by recycling trucks until they are processed into brand new products. When compared with the amount of energy required to send the same goods to landfills or incinerators and make new products from scratch, the results vary dramatically depending on the material. And then they quote a study by an environmental consultant named Jeffrey Morris, who says, Aluminum requires 96% less energy to make from recycled cans than it does to produce from bauxite. On the other end of the spectrum, recycled glass uses only about 21% less energy, but it still comes out ahead. According to this guy, Morris, recycled plastic bottles use 76% less energy and newsprint about 45% less. He concludes that across the board, the key factor is the energy intensity of extracting virgin materials, which is an order of magnitude higher than that of recovering the same material through recycling. Quote, even if you doubled the emissions from collecting recyclables, it wouldn't come close. Overall, he found it takes 10.4 million BTU to manufacture products from a ton of recyclables, compared to 23.3 million BTU for virgin materials. And all the collecting, hauling, and processing of those recyclables adds just 0.9 million BTU. So, according to that analysis, recycling seems to make sense environmentally. But let's compare that analysis against what we already know. The argument about aluminum seems to be sound. The claim about recycling glass seems to be a dubious proposition when it comes to the environment, given the fact that it's inert, causing no issues with landfills, and the fact that it's made out of one of the most plentiful materials on the planet, sand. The plastic argument made by Morris certainly does not jive with what we know, but I wanted to present both sides of the argument to you. 
Professor Michael Munger arrived at a different conclusion than this Morris guy. He says that most recycling actually is a net negative for the environment. David Mitchell summarized the debate around recycling this way. The bottom line is that most recycling programs impose a fiscal and personal cost on people for very meager environmental benefits. The benefits are often negative once indirect costs are added to the equation. So why is there still support for it? In part, it's driven by contributions from the companies that get paid to process recycled material. But that's only part of the story. Recycling is a way for some people to feel better about themselves, sort of an internalized version of virtue signaling, end quote. At the end of the day, recycling is just another religion of the left that requires faith to buy the garbage. Nice play on words there, huh? It requires faith to buy the garbage they are selling, and most importantly, as with all things that originate from the left, we must never debate the topic. We must never question the accepted narrative, the orthodoxy. If you do, expect to be shouted down, censored, and called a blasphemer. Here's another quote from Michael Munger. Once we begin to think of recycling as a symbol of religious devotion rather than a pragmatic solution to environmental problems, the whole thing makes more sense. As in any religious ceremony, the whole point is sacrifice. Recycling is largely fake, but it enables people to feel okay about doing other things that pollute. Basically, it's no different than the climate change, global warming, extreme weather, or whatever their phrase they coined tomorrow. It's no different than the all things COVID. Don't think for yourself. Don't listen to experts in the field of virology or epistemology. Listen to Fauci and a bunch of dipshit bureaucrats at unconstitutional federal agencies like the CDC, the NIAID, and the FDA. Don't you dare take ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. You should die hooked up to a ventilator with your body being pumped full of the toxic remdesivir. Is it any different than the Trump-Russia collusion hoax? They lied about that for years without a shred of evidence. What about the border that the Biden administration assures us is secure? Don't believe your eyes. Inflation? What inflation? Groceries and everything else are 20% more expensive today than they were two years ago, but pay no attention to your bank account. Listen to Grandma yelling instead. Recession? What recession? Bidenomics is a boom for America. The religion of recycling is no different than the religion of all things Obama. Don't you dare analyze the cost-benefit or constitutionality of his socialized medicine scheme. It's no different than pointing out the crimes of the Biden crime family. Ah, that's a nothing burger. How about abortion or transitioning minors to the opposite sex or forced affirmation of an immoral lifestyle? Abortion is a choice. Transitioning is gender-affirming care. And if you have morals and religious beliefs, you are an intolerant sack of shit homophobe. Don't you dare express an opinion in opposition of the approved narrative. Recycling is no different. Just another faith-based policy prescription that we all must have faith in and never question. Recycling is a sacrament to the environmental movement gods. Every water bottle or beer can you put in the bin brings you closer to salvation. Don't you think it's time to admit that the recycling mania is a giant placebo? It makes people feel good, but the idea that it improves the condition of humans or the planet is highly dubious. And that's the truth about recycling. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, share episodes with your friends, and support the show by visiting truthquestshirtfactory.com.